2: Uh, Back again for another episode. We are welcome with a full house this evening. Um, We are joined by the birthday boy, my partner in crime, the one and only Omar.
3: Hello. Thank you, mate. You all right?
2: Yeah, not too bad, mate. Not too bad. Yourself?
3: Yeah, another year older, another year wiser. So, you know, look forward to getting some valuable content to the show today as always.
2: (laughs) Yeah, if you can uh, get involved in the comments and tell us which one of those was a lie, then that would be great. So, uh, yeah, let's go forward. We're joined by the one and only Joe Zappa. Hey, dear fellow, you all right? I'm good, Mickey. Thanks. How are you doing? You all right? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad, not too mm-hmm. bad. We welcome back the one and only, Alex, sorry, the one and only Gracie. How are you doing, fella? You all right? I'm all right, mate. Yourself? <clears throat> yeah, not too bad. Well done on yours and Joe's show uh, the other day. Well, thank you very much. So, it well, was I quite to... enjoyable, that. we you to... that? It seemed to go down well with the, uh, with the audience. Nearly as much as we're well, welcome back... Um, I've just realised uh, my daughter's got uh, It's pleasure to see come on you. I know you have I think it's nine cups. Mickey he seems him at e-haw. Oh, you Oh, Mike. Love that. One yeah. <laughs> <laughs> door. Every time, every time, sorry Stephen, I'll come to no. every time I go to do a show, my girl makes a coffee for me, right? And every time she knows I'm doing a show, she'll go make me in the most ridiculous cup out. At least she watches back to see whether or not I'll get the piss taken out. Uh, You've, you're fueling for in there, so yeah. It? It yeah, was, oh. yeah, she's done loads. My boy gave me a fucking cat K- c one the other day, but yeah. Anyway, welcome back to um one of our stars of space who's now um transferred over uh and is on the widescreen, the one and only Stephen A e. doing for you, right?
4: Yeah, good Mickey. How are you?
2: I'm good. And I um, I have to say thank you very much for stepping in um Last Thursday night for doing the show with a Middlesbrough fan, um, yeah, madness. My boy, for those who don't know, um, I won't go into too much detail, but my boy was taken to hospital, and um, literally, I gave Stephen about forty minutes notice, um, that not only was he going to be doing the show, uh, he was going to be leading it, and he was going to be doing it on his Todd. Um, so yeah, um, thanks to others, someone else who uh, who knocked us all on. And, uh, yeah, it was a cracky show. I got back and edited it. Yeah, the, you know, it was all done. My boy's fine. Um, he's out of hospital now. It's still ongoing, but hey-ho, it is what it is. It's um, nice to do. Have... Thanks. thanks very much to the NHS.
4: It's nice to have a little bit of company, a Millwall company tonight for this show. Yeah, and
2: that's it. Well, <laughs> I, I, I thought I'd reward you by coming on a proper show where you could actually talk about Millwall rather than saying something about Millwall and get this look. We've <laughs>
3: <laughs> still got an hour yet. Still got uh, on yet. Yeah, <laughs> it Yeah,
2: that's it. That's, that's it. You can play then, obviously after Saturday you was know, right? <laughs> that's it. So let's start with you because um, I know you were here last week, but it's um, we might as well use your knowledge and, and get your reviews while we can because you know you're a busy man nowadays. So um, tell us, uh, Middlesbrough versus Millwall, focusing the game standout points, and we go round the panel while we're uh, while we're there before we uh, take some. Topics would have been raised on
3: Twitter. Okay. Well, been a damn squid, weren't it, unfortunately? I mean, I didn't really go with high hopes for the game, to be honest. I, I kind of thought, you know, they're on a roll at home. I think, you know, their, their form's obviously speaking for itself at the minute. Um, And, you know, I think they've got a defeat against Sheffield United in the cup. But aside from that, they've been a very good league side under Carrick since he's October, And, you know, they seem to be going from strength to strength. You know, the quality of their side is obviously very clear to see as well. So I kind of thought, we nick a draw here. I knew it would be back against the wall. You know, I, I didn't really... I have got all the negativity online afterwards because it's like, well, you know, what's, what is available to him? A lot of it was about recruitment, obviously, and it since we let Phoebe go, since we let, you know, players need and not really replace them. So, yeah, I mean, I've kind of written off in my head before the game. I, mean, I wasn't disappointed when we lost. kind of expected it, like I said. And, you know, to stand that post from the game, there weren't many, obviously, you know, I think had at the moment in the second half where he should have gone down. Everyone's seen it. Everyone's spoke about it since. I don't know if it would have been given, to be honest, because we always seem to be on the wrong side of them sort of decisions. But, you know, uh, that was kind of the only bright spark, aside from style running through in the first half, four against one, and managed to back in it. So, yeah, a tough day at the office for us. And I think, you know, if, if I was, you know, if you said to me before last week, three points, one win and one defeat, you know, going to this Cardiff game after it, I would have took it, to be honest. And I think that should be what the attention should be now, getting focused and getting the result on Saturday. Against the song just sat there manager. So yeah, wish us luck. <laughs> that's it. That's it, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah we don't do things easy. Joe, your thoughts on um on Middlesbrough and um if there's any standout points. I mean you raised an interesting thing what maybe come to at the end of your thoughts, but you raised an interesting thing, a bit controversial on um on the Saturday night of um, you know, Vox Slammer is he you know, what does he actually bring us? Um so we're 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 coming to that on the end part of your bit but yeah if you tell us what your views are with the game and any standouts to you or anything else
5: yeah i mean it's a game that we could have put a things we should have lost that game i mean if we want any chance of we'll making make it into the playoffs you can't be losing to our rival team that's not of top six position i didn't I think omar wasn't sort of overly um positive going into thinking we're going to win this um but i was hoping we'll at least make a draw um, but we didn't look like scoring at all, did we? 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 We didn't create much, didn't create a, a lot to us, if you. Not many positives, a lot, a lot of negatives. Uh, again, lack of creativity. I think um, Bradshaw recorded the least amount of touches out of any player uh, on that pitch, which which shows that he wasn't getting the ball. He wasn't getting any, any sort of um balls put through to him. And ones that did get put through to him were up in the air. He was getting beaten um, to it in the air. And I feel for Bradshaw because... Yeah, him being the only kind of real out-out strike we've got at the moment, I guess he's playing every single game. Every, most, most, most again doesn't get some often, but he often plays a lot. And he just looked really tired. He looked a little bit lethargic. A little bit off off the ball a little bit, and um, a bit, bit frustrated, I guess um, it was a shame to see Savile on the bench rather than uh, uh, Styles because Styles did look good in the Rotherham game. That was against Rotherham at home. I like when you play against weaker teams and we need to break them down. I mean, have a lot styles in the middle, and also a Mitchell, where it might be, um, will, will work really, really well for us. But when you're playing as a tough team, you really need Savile and Mitchell together. You need that yeah. kind of that, that spine in midfield where you're not necessarily bothered about what you're going to create, but you want to just control the midfield, control the game, and hopefully counter-attack or, or create something at like the, the other end. Um, but yeah, not many positives. The only positive, but again, for me, was, was Roman SA. Um, I really like the kid. I mean, he's very, very young. I think... Right mentioned it after the uh, game um, that he's has got it you about how it's a shame you have having to rely on a, on 18-year-old kid to come on and, and, and turn the game around for us. But at the end of the day, you're good enough, you're old enough. And I can't see why you can't be starting, to be honest with you. I think I'd rather have him there than on the right-hand side, patting on his left foot, than, than vault summer. But again, we'll put a touch on that uh, a little later, I'm sure, you know.
3: Joe, just on your point about... Sorry, Mick, it's that, You know you mentioned... We should have got a result, or we should have been beating teams like. That. I think the difference this year, though, mate, is we're beating teams below us. Like, if you look at the top seven, top eight, we beat two of them this season. You know, we beat Watford twice. Usually, we're around, isn't it? Yeah, but, but I think I think level, I think the kind of our downfall, a lot. I don't know what you, the panel might think worse as well, everyone here. But like, we're getting results against teams we should be beating this year because we've got a bit of quality, like, of Fleming stepping up in them sort of games and obviously making real impacts against the lesser sides. But I think if anything, like. You kind of, that's why I say I write off a little bit because I back us against the likes of Cardiff to get a result. I back us at home against the Robins to turn them over and win quite comfortably this season because I think there's that confidence going into games where we're better than sides. I think maybe it's, you could say on Saturday, what is it is the bottom to lack of you know that quality in the side? But I think, you know, kind of write off a, a defeat against a team like Middlesbrough. I know obviously we should go there and be kind of, you know, but it's a 4-6 game season. If you beat the teams below you, and hopefully that means to, like you know, 13, 14 teams worse than us. We should be up there still. I mean, I know we need to pick up points. You're right, but you know maybe Saturday is a bit more of an important game. I don't know what you think about that. Just on that,
4: sorry to 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 interject. I actually think the biggest problem is, but then it turns into a positive is if you look at the teams that we've played at the top of the league. We've played most of them away, and we all know away from home, we don't. I don't think we set up right. Necessarily away from home, we do go to games not to lose. Which, okay, Burnley, maybe you might go there to try and to try and limit them. But I don't think outside of Burnley and perhaps Sheffield United, the teams in the league are of outstanding quality. Really, that teams are much of a much And away from home, we don't set right. We've lost at Norwich, we've lost at Burnley, we've lost at Sheffield United, we've lost at Middlesbrough. Okay, even beat Watford, but we beat Middlesbrough at home. We've got Norwich to come to the den, we've got Sheffield United to come to the den, Burnley to come to the den. I think we're more likely to pick up points against those teams at home. And I think I think you're right in the sense of not you can't write off games before you go into them. But on Saturday, I think you'd have you'd have would have been tough to find many Mill supporters that would have expected us to go there and get a result because it's not at the den.
5: Very right, well, I think <clears> i got <throat> yeah. I think I agree. And and also just to that point as well, Steve was saying that I think um away from home. When you look at last season, we we're probably picking up more into home because we had faster players on the counter, whether that be Oli Club, mm-hmm. um Jet. uh Bridget Warnes, uh Bury was, was playing quite a bit. Mason Bennett was playing quite a bit. We had a Phoebe who was playing quite a bit. He, he, he ain't with two bacon, stripped his legs out, can't he a little bit and, and get behind the fence. Whereas this season, I just don't see it's any pace there whatsoever, you know, uh to get behind the fence. Bradshaw's not is not blessed with pace, Bubble Sam's not got any pace. Fleming's not, not very quick, so we've got no real pace at all on the counters. So if we try and set up in a, in a system to try and counterattack, especially away from home, we've got nothing to get them uh, on the counter. Even on set pieces, I don't think we're, we're that good kind on of set up like that we used to be. I mean, you know, last couple of seasons, Hutchinson, Cooper were scoring goals quite often in set pieces, free kicks and corners, and, and whereas this season, very rarely. I mean, there's an argument to say, okay, people have be been rough handling Cooper a little bit on set pieces, and they're kind of wised up to him now, but even so. If there's other players in the team, you know, there's, there's Wallace. there's there's Hutchison that should be contributing. I know Cresswell has early in the season, but
3: we need to get better in set pieces. Um, if that's... Or he wants the scoring away from home, you know? I think, I think on that, though, it's, sorry to both team. I think also as well, I think the delivery's the not there from Jed Wallace this season as well, which yeah. I think it keeps... I've got is he? sorry,
5: Mark. The point you make there is really good. Where Fleming's come in and got goals... There's no one there getting the assists as what Jed did. Jed used to get a lot of assists for us, didn't he? And it's, there's nothing coming in from, you know, there's no decent crosses and it's just a real mm. bit of sh- shit show really when you kind of, yeah, some sort of back and look, look at it, you know?
4: With with Fleming, I mean, I know, you know, you want players on the edge of the box to for knockdowns and things and, and to have a shot from the edge of the box. But would you, for me, I would rather see Fleming take the corner, take the free kicks that are out wide. I know we all know he's going to take the free kicks in front of goal because he's going to shoot. But when they're out wide or corners, I would rather Fleming, with that bit of quantity, to be taking the set piece rather than hoping. Or it's almost as if you've got Fleming on the edge of the box. You're almost saying, well, we're probably not going to create anything on the first contact. We're going to hope to create on the second contact, mm-hmm. which you're gambling on the ball dropping to Fleming. It might drop elsewhere. Um, and on the point that you made, Joe, I think it's, it's interesting you say about um, not having any pace. It's, it's if we, uh, we've spoken about this so many times, if we had McNamara and Malone playing in a five-back, we'd probably have a little bit more. That's what Raul wanted. He wanted the pace to come
3: from his wing-backs. And that first showing off. <clears throat> that's where we've gone, Ralph. He's right, though. He's right when you're saying that. I think also with like, the as well, I think that's why I raised it because, like, You've got Honeyman taking him and it's like, yeah, he's got a good quality of the ball but there's no whip, there's no pace to it and then you've got Savile the other side standing up to the back post and it's effective to a point but I think that's what we're missing with Wallace's delivery from corner which is why you're seeing Cooper the it's, it's whip him in, didn't he say? and even well when he scored the first two goals at the start of the season like, yeah, okay, yeah, they're good deliveries mm. in the box but aside from that, you've got no real opportunity for players to attack it. Aside from that, it's normally like knockdowns in the box and like 50-50 scraps and stuff like that's and that's awesome. that. They're like, yeah, I we can't, I mean, some
2: of the comments on um, on Twitter, what well, we come to in a little bit, um, pretty much touch on there for for your views on there. But Alex, and then Stephen, I suppose we're coming to you because you sort of told thing. But any um, outstanding thoughts on on Middlesbrough away?
1: Nah, uh, know, uh, I think we've covered most of them there, mate. I think the the distinct lack of attacking quality. I mean, that's the thing that stands out, doesn't it? Yeah, you know, I think from every. Pretty much every away game this year has been the same story. Um, But it's interesting what possibly was said there about maybe switching back to a back five for away games. Maybe just for that, to add that bit of pace down on both sides. You get Danny with the pace, you get Scott Malone with the pace, and you've also got with... Particularly with Scott Malone, you've got somebody who can deliver balls quite well. Um, you know, he takes a lot of set pieces when he plays. Um, so that's a possible option. But, I mean, if you think we score 12 goals away from home, you know, it's, it's nowhere near enough. You know, I've never I want him to... Um, <laughs> a team that I want him to be in contention for the playoffs, I think Reading are, are the only side who are in that hunt if you like that have scored less goals away from home than us um and you can't go in to games whether it be at home whether it even be away from home you can't go in expecting to go out to keep a clean sheet and then that be enough you know you've got to go and score goals you've got to be there to try and create enough to score goals and don't forget four of those 12 goals came in one game at Preston, and so I did uh,
2: two. And, and, two awesome. and two of those goals were own no, un- goals, weren't they?
1: Yeah,
3: yeah, they were. Yeah, two of those goals were own goals as well. What's won me over, though? I will say, if, as a bright spark, a little bit. George Long's my number one now. I will put that out there. And I think his performances. I think again, as good as Saturday, I was quite impressed with him. To be honest, I thought if you want to say it, it's some bright spark, oh, yeah. he made a big save in the first half. That sticks in the memory. And I think for me, I think he does. He's offered a lot. I think now to the sides. Distribution. We all talk about it, but I think that's also why Ray was in there to get the ball quick upfield. But yeah, I think he's. I think that is a bright spot from Saturday for me, George. Well, like I think he's 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 stepping up to the play a bit and really making a, a kind of that do I think. I think I, I
1: agree. Player's growing confidence.
2: Um, oh, definitely, hundred percent. But he's always growing confidence, which is key. But he was never a shit keeper. That's where you know we're not. We you know a lot of people go, oh yeah, well he's number two, but no, he, he was never a shit keeper. He's always brought in to end up at some point of replacing butt. But he's never been a shipkeeper. But the trouble is, I suppose, with anything, that if you haven't been doing it for a while, then you just need to settle down into it, have a good run. What's he had now? Ten, ten, twelve games? When did he come in? He came
1: yeah. in Blackpool at home in October, didn't he? So Yeah.
2: Yeah. So more than yeah. it, probably fifteen yeah. games. Yeah. So, yeah. And Clean Sheets is stacked up, up as to go to go well. Yeah. yeah. Clean helped. You know, because yeah, it does go down to goal difference.
1: Time, thing. it's every time the goalkeeper keeps a clean shit, his confidence is going to grow. You know, think, is, yeah, you know, don't forget. Other than other than the two seasons that he's been on the bench almost here, right? He was the first first choice at Hull in the year they got promoted. So he's
2: oh, he's a good keeper. He's he can And he's he at the right age. Yeah, and at the right age, Stephen then. Yeah, something like that. Um, Stadford, any any standout comments? What haven't been mentioned yet on Middlesbrough before? Um, I throw you boys some uh, some talking points. What we've uh, received on Twitter tonight? Not
4: quite. Not this. Uh, I think this was mentioned by Joe, but that just to touch on Romaine essay. Um, I think if you Watford brought on a young seventeen-year-old, who scored on his debut over the weekend. I, I, I don't know if it was, but he he on and scored. Again, not comparing here, but. If, as as Joe said, it doesn't matter how old you are, if you're good enough to be playing, you should you should be playing. From what I've seen of him in I, I think second half of Sheffield United and what we saw of him on Middlesbrough, he is ready to play. You don't want him to go down the Zach Lovelace um route and bugger off elsewhere. Get him playing first team football. Get him, you know, showing us what he can do. And and I think I think as as Joe said as well. I think sometimes I'd rather have him out there than some of the options we have out wide because they just don't they don't look like they can beat a player. At least he looks like he, he's confident. He's not got the, the baggage of twenty games about a goal or no assists. He just wants to play football. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And he's pretty much the same sort of way as um Zach Lovelace was when he first come on against Palace when he where he looked as if he had something about him. And then I think the um the Millwall hostile, hostile crowd sort of got to him a bit and, he, and it sort of thing. But this guy's the thing to have something with him, doesn't
3: he? Did it's my point, wrap though? Because like, I was thinking, this is why I love and hate our fan base, or some of them. But, like, Tyler Bury is the scapegoat at the minute. It, it gets in yeah. my tits. Like, yeah. Bury's not... Bury's got to be that spark. I think Eze is a similar sort of player, which is why I think is almost doing the right thing. I agree with both of you. You see he's cleave like, back. He's a different option. Offs a bit of pace and a bit of talent on the ball. But it takes... Two games where he plays and doesn't really do much, and then the fan base starts to kind of flip a little bit, especially on our oh, wingers. Yeah. I, 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 think I'm gonna. Re- Go I would say I'm gonna throw something good. to everyone. One sec, Steve. I'm gonna throw something.
2: What Stephen said on the show the other week, right? Out of all the other teams in the championship, right, would Bury make any of their starting eleven?
3: No, I don't think he even makes either. That's not the point, though. I think, but this is why I think with Eze, I think he could. I don't know, I think he's obviously got a bit of talent on the ball and a lot better on the ball. He seems to have a bit more quality, but I've not seen a lot of him to fully categorise that and say that. But I just, I don't fear my head is what I'm making there. It's like, he plays two or three games and it's like, oh, uh, he's rubbish or he doesn't do this. Or, you know, I, I think yeah. with Yuri, he's hot and cold as well. But I think Eze has that tendency in him by the looks of it, where he could be hot and cold. And that's what would what, what you have to say on that though? Sorry,
4: what I would say on that, though, is Tyler bury's 22, 23. Yeah. So he's yeah. the same age as Ian Fleming. And I'm not comparing the two because there is no comparison. SA-17, if the fan base are going to... I agree, sometimes the supporters... I, I don't agree with booing our own players, especially booing him in a game we were 3-0 up in a few weeks ago. Yeah. That, that, was, that was a poor choice. Yeah. But the fans are going to let... Paul still got it years ago, you know, mm. that, that players are going to get that. But the difference is, I think Sa is seventeen years old, and I think the fans can see that. I think with Bury, he is a little bit older. Yes, he might not have as much experience as as other players, but he should be coming on and developing and being able to, you know, add a little bit more to his game. Whereas I still think, you know, he's got the mentality of "I'm up and coming. I'm still young." It, it, it he needs to develop. I think. If I think are... I, just,
5: I just want to say a very very quick one. I, mean, I don't sort of talk about Bury too much, I think we've sort of done that, you know, time and time again, and then we'll sort of say the same thing. But I think with, with Bury, there's no denying he's a great he's a good player. He's a great dribbler of the ball. Um if his confidence is up, he can really make things happen and he can frighten defenders when he's running at them. I think what the Millwall fans don't to like him, uh, I I think it's because it's the it's not the Millwall type of player in that he doesn't work hard. He shows him a bit of disinterest, especially off the ball. You see, he doesn't really sort of track back. He's not really making an effort to press. A, 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 or try. But we don't know if, if that's what Gary's telling him, though, do we? I don't think so. I don't I don't think for a second Gary's going to say to him, I don't want you to press. I don't want you to do, I don't you to do that. It's just simple things tracking back. He, he's kind of pointing the finger to everyone. So what it is, I think it's his demeanour. It's the way he is. It's the way he presents himself. He doesn't. Give off the right kind of attitude. You want somebody who's going to run through walls for you, and you know, and bleed for for, for, for the shirt. He, he doesn't give us that. But mm. being said, on the ball, he looks he looks very good, and, and he can make things happen for us. The Difference with Eze is he's very very green. He, he plays without fear. You can see he's got a different mindset to Bury. He wants the ball. You know, he's, he's 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 focused. Like the ball comes to he'll get the ball. He'll play back quickly. He'll get the ball. He'll turn a defender, make something happen. He looks like he's on it. He looks like he wants to make a difference. He wants to kind of try stuff out and, and, and not afraid to make mistakes. Whereas Bury at the moment, I, I think he feels a bit confused sometimes with what he's doing. like He's always like, doesn't know whether he, he should be sort of further up the pitch, whether he should be marking someone. You hear other players telling where he should be all the time. And he looks very confused. I think with, um, with Essie, it's just a different kind of mindset, different attitude. And I think he's like a little firework. I mean, just, you've just got to just let him go and just see what he, what he does. And I'd love to see more of him. I haven't seen enough of him. I mean, it could just be a couple yeah. of lucky games maybe he looks really good. But let's get him started. Yeah, I'd rather have him on the right-hand side so sort of Bob Sammer. Bob Sammer, without ruining the guy too much, you know, yes, he works hard. Yes, he kind of puts himself about a little bit and tracks back. He doesn't like, offer us nothing going forward. I don't see him putting great balls in. I don't see him creating chances for others. I don't see him creating chances for himself you know, he doesn't offer us anything an attacking third and I just see it's pointless having him there. I really, really do. But for some reason, Rag Knight's him. You know, I would play him on the right and I would play him on the left and he seems to start more often than not. I don't recall him being on the bench often and coming on. He, he's there to start and Rag sees something in him and I think that is purely for
3: his defensive uh, attributes where he likes to track back and help out, you okay. know? I do wonder I thought, if Danny yeah. Matt was left isolated one-on-one one without a backup. I, I love Danny Matt <laughs> one-on-one. I think Best strategy, like, defensive defensively to the byline when the player tries to take some money, he breathes the ball so well. But yeah. I do think, I agree with you there a little bit. I do think he's his backup for him. But just to end on Bury though, I think the best I've seen Bury play is away from home for That's just my kind of thought in my head. the away, I think for 65 minutes before he blew his gasket a bit towards the end, the best I've seen Bury play, tracking back on the ball, carrying us up the pitch. I think the problem with these sort of players and the wide players is is our pattern of play. Like I think that is like we don't have a plan yeah. to play. It's literally oh, here in no one. lot that? I'm on to your point there. Why why does Bury do that walk for
5: the way but doesn't get consistent consistently, especially at home? Do you think it's the boo boys that get to him where he's always at the I don't, give, you, I don't give a shit, yeah. I'll do whatever you think. And
3: more you're going more you're gonna boom me, the more I'm gonna go the other way. I mean that's us it sounds pathetic. Like, it sounds ridiculous even coming out of my mouth, but it's like I think hold the touchline then and not have a thick skin. I think it get. I think it can get to players very quickly, and even our own. I think there is that element there to it, which is what I worry about for Eze I, I want Eze to succeed. I think he looks a great player. I definitely see it, but I just think like you leave him out to dry on, on the touchline in front of the East Stand for forty-five minutes. I, I don't know. You see him come off with different players. I,
5: don't know, I, mean, I think like, I mean, the East Stand they're, they're very unforgiving. But one thing I must say about them over there, that lower block especially. If you give 100%, if, you, 100%. If, you're, if you're working hard and you're putting those tackles in and you're trying, they don't care if you mess up or you lo- lose the ball for a throw in or you make a bad pass. As long as they can see you're trying, they can see you working hard and you give it everything, they, they, they'll, they'll forgive they, it
2: and they'll give you as give you...
5: much time as you need, you know?
2: I think the problem is, is that it's, I think a lot of with Bury is that it's fans' frustration to the way Gary Rowick plays football. Um. absolutely you know i'll see you like right that yeah you i mean in what i mean by that is that we can all see that we need a substitution we can all see that something's not working we need either positioning changing or we need a couple of subs on and change the way up you know like this is our game to go get fucking put players on let's go for it Rowick just likes to Sit back and maybe a lot of the time he'd rather go for a point than lose, which I understand. But us, yeah, but yeah, but with us, we would rather always go all out, and if we lose, we lose. But obviously, we'd always like to go all out, and I think that's the problem you've got. Is that I do think that Bury's probably told um, to play in a certain position and. Possibly don't come back too far because we need you to make a break And, and maybe Bury hasn't got long, you know, lots and lots of long running breaks on him. So they want to try and, and cut him down to thirty, forty, fifty yards, maybe, rather than you know seventy, eighty, ninety yards if he tracks back too far. Don't know, you know. At some point, I'd love to, you know, I'd love to interview Gary and just find out what makes him tick. You know, what what's his. You know, what is he starting to play? What's he say to the players at half-time? What's he say to the players at, um, you know, at full-time, or, you know, beginning of the game and stuff like that would be great to get, but hey-ho, we we'll have a drink. I think but...
4: on, on, on that, um, I think there is frustration from the fans when with where Tyler Beery is concerned. But I also think it's because, and it, we all talk about it, pace pace at this level if you've got if you really got a real raw, raw pace you're a threat and I think Bury has that and when you see it when you see him skip past that I mean he's he, when he's on it and he skips past me he goes past him for fun and he he, they, he just leaves them behind yeah. and he's done it on a few occasions it's just that I think the supporters when he has a bad touch or it, it's not quite working I feel like he's perhaps targeted a little bit more because the fans expect him to be the one to change the game he's the game changer when it doesn't work it's just it is it's worse than perhaps if i don't know bradshaw was to to give the ball away or whatever I've got, it's not it's a it's,
5: game changer even, even... I've got, I've for you, I'll do you think it's a build-up for his laziness though because sometimes like you know lots of players lose the ball and give the ball away but when you're not looking like you're trying too hard you're not really tracking battle you're not really putting the tackle and then you mess up and Lose, well, you kind of give up. You think, well, fuck's sake, what's the point of having you then? You're not going to give us a bit on the attacking first, you're not going to help back defensively. And then that's probably why they get on his back a little bit, you know. I'm sure they'll, <laughs> I'm sure they'll let back off as much as he wanted to if he got that ball every single time
3: and, made, and done say with it, mate. My, 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 you,
2: I'm tough. I'm going to say something.
3: I must. Like, I must be the only one who's not thinks he's not. He's not lazy. I actually don't think Tyler. Buret I don't think he's lazy. I've seen a lot more lazy wingers at the den than Tyler Bury. I don't think he's lazy at all. Do you know what?
4: I, though? Well, it, it's not. It's not that he's lazy. Uh, it's. It's as Joe said. It's. It's his demeanor. When he's yeah. not going his way, it's kind of like, all right,
3: fuck. Winging fingers. I don't think he's that character at all. I really don't. I think, see, I get, I take the point because I know we've, I've seen lazy players play for me. I, I know exactly what you guys are getting at and what you're saying there, but I don't think he's lazy at all. I think also, there's something I, I think he's a, he's a scapegoat. He's like he's the new Alan Dull a little bit, a right back a little bit, like it's just like, huh? It's easy kind of going to go to going right. I'm on. <laughs> there's a few
5: occasions I've seen him going for fifty-fifty and he bottles it. He pulls out of it.
2: You know? I think. Yeah, but I just, I am I think. No, but... Millwall type of player here we go again but we say it so many times but the, the the thing is I think that the kid is a young kid with with how kids are this day and age he's got a little bit of something about him within football he's obviously I don't think he's on bundles of money but he's probably taking the pay rise from where he was he's probably on you know what maybe 800,000 maybe 1500 quid a week maybe a little bit more I don't know what it what it is with bonuses right and all of a sudden he's come into it he's a bit do you know what I mean? He feels a bit are oh, 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 and all that. And I think, you know, you've got to look at it and go, has that taken his effect on him? Because in his Instagram posts and all that, it doesn't come across, yeah, he's out with his pals and he's out with this and that, but he doesn't come across as a real flash airy sort of player. So I just wonder if he's a bit shy and he's just I mean, you know, yeah. if you were a bit shy person, would you go into, would you go in you know, on a risk of getting tackled as such, to, you know, especially when you're trying to play. Let's be honest, the problem with where Lewis and John played with us was consistency. We were playing him enough games to get him in his flow. And it's sort of the same with Bury. We sort of play him on and off as an impact player. So we've got to make a decision. Do we give him a run of 10, 15 games of starting every game and seeing what he does? Or do we make the decision that actually he's better as an impact player coming in at 60, 65 minutes and fucking terrorising the tired legs?
4: I I think I think he must know, and this is just my opinion. And I think he this is the opinion of Gary Rowett. He was forced to play Tyler Bury last year because we had about ten injuries. We had no subs. We were often going without a full bench. He had no he had no option but to play him. Yet we all know in the summer Rowett tried to build a different squad. Fine, but he's now back in a position where Gary he has to play Bury or he has to have him involved when he's fit. Because he doesn't have any other pace, and he doesn't have really many natural wingers. If, and we'll come on to this with transfers. If two wingers are signed in the January transfer window, Tyler Bury is a bit part player from now until the end of the season, and I think Bury knows that.
1: I think what's got to be remembered, though, right? It's only his second full season in in terms of any involvement. You think he went out on loan last year to to Hartlepool? right? That league two, big difference between league two and the championship. And he was doing well when he was there. The loan got cut short, obviously because of the Jed speculation in January and he came into the first team fold, but he's, yeah, he's, he's going straight into championship football. I, I personally think he should have maybe gone out on loan, should have been able to get a bit more of an experience, toughen him up a bit more. You know, go to some, even even go back to League Two, maybe just to toughen it up a bit more. Because to me, I think he lacks that bit of toughness. He lacks Fresh. that bit of yeah, yeah, and he lacks that bit of what you need, I think, at Championship level. Um, I think, and he could go out on loan, and then he could do wonders as and mm-hmm. when he come back. Like like we've seen with Danny Mac, um, a light I think we'll see next year, uh, particularly with
2: Alex Mitchell. And someone like that. I think I think I think the thing is with um SA is 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 called is you can see that he's got a football brain about him. You know, probably misspend yeah. youth playing fucking FIFA and everything else. But he sees but listen, he's a mate, but he sees opportunities opening up before they've opened, you know, like he sees someone trying to make a run, so he'd do a quick pass, do a quick one two and get the ball up. Um and I think going forward, he could be a phenomenal player um, going forward. But, you
3: know, it, it... go on, Emma. Just pull your tangent off, by the way, to I don't try and answer those questions. We've only drawn seven games in 26 this season. If you told me yeah. before the start of the season, we'd draw <laughs> seven in 26. I know you're saying, yeah. right, set it up negatively. I would have took that hand down, considering the last two, three seasons when we've got five draws in a row during lockdown and stuff like that. If you said to me, and, and also a lot of coming in the last about 10, 15 games, we can argue injuries and like, you know, trying to drag out results. But if you told me at this point, after 26 games, we'd only draw seven, I'd have bit your hand off at the start of the season for that. I do think we're going for a 7 we've been quite previous years. I think the legacy of Barry and the last couple of seasons, I think that's what sits in our heads. But, you know, seven draws in 26 is not bad going for a guy outside, right I'll tell you. Absolutely. No,
2: he no, has yeah, got a point. He always has a point and that's why he's on the train. Um...
5: <laughs> 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 like, it's the uh, the formation change we're not as many many yeah, we. sheets where we're, we're probably losing winning more as opposed to drawing all the time you know and, and kind of go for it more but also we are much higher up in the league than we, we, we normally are as well. So it's like more advantage. Yeah, you could lose a few.
3: If you're winning a few, you're gaining more points rather than just drawing yeah. it. it? So, yeah. We'd argue about that on the show, wouldn't we? In the past, definitely. But yeah, go on. Yeah. Take us off onto. All different. Well, all I'm going to do is uh,
2: there's a couple of there's a couple of other points and all that. What I want to go through, but the first one's what I want to go to so is I put a, a message out on Twitter earlier, and obviously we are trying to be an interactive show, and obviously we're not live. We are pre-recording this. Um, But we've got a couple of points um, come in, which are are fairly good points. And they're just things what I want to put there and see what's what. Uh, Mike Willis um, from Twitter and Willis212. Our transfer policy, letting two forwards leave the club and clearly not trusting Malik or Leary and not... Is it Leary? Leary. Leary? Leary. Leary, yeah. And not having a player lined up is mental. Saving grace, we've only got Cardiff away before the window shuts.
3: But yeah, managerless. Have they got a manager yet? I thought I saw one going to Hudson, the name Mark
1: Hudson right. And if Warner goes in. Hudson three months after giving the job on, under, on a permanent basis. Yeah. Yes. I, I think What's your thoughts on that?
4: I think i uh, I've obviously had a lot a few tweets and stuff about the transfer policy. And a few people had replied back to me with some some interesting points. Um I think it, the, the guy there, Mike was right. If, if you're going to let players go in key positions, you, you have to have an option. There has to be someone lined up. Now, whether that's, you know, whether they have got someone lined up or their waiting. You, you know, like we sometimes have to wait for one club to do a transfer and then players start to lose a bit of a snowball effect. That might be the case, but if that doesn't happen, you're back to last week of the transfer window and, and scrambling around. Um, I think it, I personally think it was the right call to let phobie go personally I think um yeah, I he was he was starting to look a little bit leggy he's obviously one of the higher or was one of the higher earners and I think for someone that can't really play in a team that doesn't press like what Bradshaw and perhaps Fleming does, I think that was the right move, but to leave us with just one striker um I think it's very poor management. I also on the transfer situation, and it really, really bugs me that Gary Rowett gets absolutely hammered on Twitter and on on message boards about our transfer policy. He yeah. is not the one. He is not the one that's negotiating for players. He's not the one that's got the purse string for players. I think Antonio Conte came out and said he wanted the sporting director to at Spurs to come out and and do a press conference. Because he's always faced, he goes, I'm always faced with the questions. Why do these guys never do it? Because Rowett is going to the board, I am convinced, going to the board and telling them, I need to be backed. I need XYZ to give me the best chance to get to the.
0: Picture the scene, all of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The Premier League, but because he's the man in front of the camera, in front of the journalists,
3: he's the one that gets hammered. It's not his fault. You cool. can't, can't be saying that. You can't say that. I, I I think we're quite... I, I agree. Obviously, Alex Aldridge has come in as a direct football slash head of te- uh, recruitment. or one operations operations. Yeah, thank you very much. Thank you very much. <laughs> but I think with that, like, do we know for sure? You know, I agree with you. It's likely that it is. I know he's not the one that does the negotiations. He's but not the one that does the contracts. But he might be getting off the phone and going, not for me. We, are, we don't know. Like... I was like, I see we're going to be
2: as know. So, so those. For those who don't know, when I was found on the board, the way they used to work there, found the board was I was you wasn't it? I never knew that. I did uh, You know, I didn't. You did. I keep it. I keep, keep it quiet. Yeah, yeah. I was super quiet. I right. only ever the second one, but yeah, and uh, I ruined the position. They don't have it anymore. Um, <laughs> basically, um, when I was when I was there then, and and I always I, I never got involved with it because I always said I wanted. Uh, I liked that. Um, not knowing about players who were coming and potential coming and all of that. But they used to, at the beginning of the season, used to have a um, a meeting to discuss who their targets were, which targets they were going to go for in the first transfer window, what transfer, and then who they were going to go for in the January transfer window. Um, and obviously look at the longer-term players they were interested in and watch and everything else. And that was normally done through, you know, Steve Cameron and... Um, the recruitment people, the academy people, whatever the scouts, etc. And there, there was a meeting where you know the manager would suggest, and they go. But I do know that Alex is very, very, um, and that, and and our Alex here is very, very, very stats oriented. Like literally, it will be what you want a player to do. Well, I need him to be right wing, but I need him to be able to play here, here, and, and go forward and go back, and in the stats here, look and go well, we can go for this player, that player. That, that's how it was. Um, and I think that's probably how it is. But I agree with Stephen. And I don't think um, Gary Rowley, unless he's got a knowing of the player, that he will be making, you know, any real cold communication. He might go watch him. But I don't maybe. think he's in the communication side of it. More.
3: Maybe I have blind faith. and I don't know why I based that. Uh, maybe on seeing Fleming side in last summer, and, you know, I'm kind mm. of thinking, oh, I'm saying good there, like, I, I don't think we'd have let Foley go unless we have at least a couple of targets. Won't well, mind. But the yeah, thing is, though, I mean. like, he played the last couple of games. Maybe he might have been brought as a sub. He probably wouldn't have started the last couple of games. But the thing is, we are fucked if Bradshaw is injured. That's the fact. Like, if Bradshaw is injured mm-hmm. now, it's it's mad that we're relying on Bradshaw in the first place. Well, you see, we're trying to
1: be our You see I've got to regret, Omar, I don't think they'd have let him go without having someone lined up. I mean, I for the. So. I mean, I've been what I've been covering the club now for what four or five years now. They never would let someone leave
3: unless they had a plan, unless something was in the pipe. Well, I mean, they wouldn't, as well, Mickey. Like, just with that, as well, like it's a great business decision. You've got 15 grand a week and allegedly sit on the bench. Yeah, you don't want him to sit on the bench. You want 15 grand a week on the pitch. So, like, if he's not going to play and Rowett's not having him anymore and you know, it's not worked out a second time round, you're going to let him go and write his wages off and then go to al Hilal or whatever the club he went to abroad. They just scored. The, yeah, the well, thing it's... is,
4: though, the thing is with that, the only other thing I would say is is that a small part of me has a feeling that a phobie might have... Uh, I don't know if that was actually planned to happen at the point it did because Alafi had only just been shown the door. Like or Maybe not shown, that's probably harsh. Alafi was allowed to leave. He's, he signed. And then three days later, we lose another striker in in phobie. Mm. I think the plan may have been to let phoby go this window, uh, but I think perhaps it all happened a little bit quicker than maybe the club expected. That's the only thing I can. The only thing we've I mean, got. It's probably not as
5: bad as what, what it is. We make it look like two have left. We haven't replaced them. We have we have signed a Maku from Shrewsbury Rovers. So it's not. It's, it's unfortunate. He's injured at the moment. He's be out for a few more weeks. But I truly believe he would have come into the fray quite soon quite and quite quite quickly. Um, he's just, he's, he's just frustrated as frustrated as we are to see him. I think but to play. So I think really when you think about it, yeah, he let a lot of Laffey go. What a, a Maka, which I think is a massive step up from from Laffey. Um, and then with a the phobia going, going back to Stephen's point there, I think that is to free up some wages because they've got some targets and they need that wage budget in order to, to bring some players in. Now, I think what we is, they've got a list of players they are targeting. Mainly Jamal Lowe was one of them, you know, uh, hasn't been confirmed, but he could be one of them and we lost out to him. Uh, the next person is this, Ogbeen, Ob- Ob- is it Ogbeen? Ob- Just yeah, get up from God. Go.
1: Okay, my got, understanding of As was that as never a thing. My understanding of that is that... was no, awesome. no, it was a non-start... Yeah, a, it was a word. Yeah, my... Yeah, my understanding of that is that that was a non-star he always seems to be linked to the club mm. but from from my understanding he wasn't
2: mm. the Rotherham player you mentioned about I got told by a source of trust, I trust fucking with what they say um that it's a done deal but to where? I don't know it's to big to, big to big us big. but uh, he's not he's not the prolific uh you want he, he can he's play like so right. we just oh, play like Seven he's or six, six, seven,
5: seven, eight minutes, Which is to so he's got a few few assists as well. But um the the the, the problem is usually it was out of us and Swansea that looked like he's gonna be signing for and I might kind of 50-50 but I've just heard recently last day or two, I think mean, Club Rouge are after him now. and he's got the opportunity to play with and I think Scott Parker's uh, the coach there, isn't he? The coach yeah. at yeah. The yeah. Rouge. So he's yeah. got an English speaking manager there in the Champions League, I think. I thought it? yeah. So yeah, there's there's opportunities to play abroad in the Belgian league. You know they could pay three or four times what we can pay him uh, on salary. So if you were him, what would you do? You got Swansea, Millwall, or Club Rouge over in over in, in Belgium. So the chances are neither Millwall or Swansea will get him, and he'd be another target. All the
1: fans hoping to get, and we end up losing to Club Rouge. So the trouble I is, it, it, wouldn't it? I wouldn't take the weather of staying in Wales or st- or, or staying in England. Right. Right.
2: I'd go to Belgium. We <laughs> I would not I'd probably stay in here Do you know what I mean But yeah Hey B- B- in... uh,
4: Swansea um, Aren't they I think Burnley Are after one of their players and, and stopped really Didn't they
2: out. I mean a lot of people Are talking there But I mean I don't know I mean I was told I was told before This window opened That he was our player And And I went Really And it was like Yeah yeah he's definitely our player It's all been sorted Blah 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 And you're like all right. Okay. Um, we're waiting to
0: see.
3: I uh, tweet another... about the question: Should Lehi and be in the squad? Yeah. Absolutely. I think, so. I think so. Why not? I is think we should have a, have a have a go. Yeah.
1: Who? Yeah. You get nothing at, to lose at, if you don't try and do. I mean, there's nothing to lose. It's exactly
2: well. Here we go. We got. That's it, Mr. HK, uh, Mr. HK85 on Twitter. This is going to be a good one for you boys. Is this, especially Omar, is this the softest lion side? Seeing the goal we gave away on Saturday, if that was Tony Quaig or Alan Dutton in that situation, that ball would have gone into Rosette. There is no dark arts in this team.
3: Don't say especially me, Mr. be type player, to my side I, the I'm, I'm with on a lot of points as well, to be fair, but maybe go to Joe first. <laughs> yeah, go on then, Joe.
5: I think the games changed a lot now, isn't it? Over the years, um, you see he's like. There, you can't put the tackles in that you once once cared about getting a yellow card. Once you get a yellow card, you're very certain it gets sent off. I think Rowett has sort of changed us from a Neil Harris days, where we were quite aggressive on the front foot, up and at him. You know, he's you notice he our players to be a little bit more sort of composed, a lot more calmer. And sometimes that kind of plays to our advantage. We do play some good football when when, when we play quite relaxed and calm. they make any mistakes. Um I think that one with mu with, with Murray Wallace was a little bit of a, a one off there. I felt for him a little bit. I think he was a little bit unlucky in the first challenge. Um the player then got lucky, like, I think he slipped over, couldn't get back up on his feet again, the guy went round him and, and, and scored. So you could put it down to a bit of a, a bit of a freak into the bit of a one off. I don't think it was a lack of aggression or determination for from Murray Wallace
2: because we've seen him in the past was committed. I understand where you're coming from, but that ain't the fucking question. The question is: <laughs> Is this team? Hang on, Stephen. Is this team that... Because technically, what you just said at the beginning of your answer there, yeah, Joe, mm. pretty much answers why Bury probably plays the way he does because yeah, they don't, don't want to get yellow. Yeah. don't want to get yellow, so don't want to do anything, So he plays the way he does, where he doesn't necessarily go full in. But the question yeah. is: Is this team a soft, a softer team than what Millwall's been used to in the past? Take I think you know. I think in the past, the Mill style
5: was a four four two, very direct. And what I'm saying is you had to play with aggression. You've got to play with that kind of um, on-the-front-foot attitude, and you've got to win your tackles, and you're not, to, you're not going to win games with skills. You win it with aggression determination, don't you? And being direct and getting the ball or winning your, your headers or whatever. I think where we've evolved now as a team, we play a bit more football, playing the ball on, 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 the, on the ground. We've got players that are tough. I mean, Billy Mitchell, George Savile, Fleming... These guys like a tackle, Honeyman, Jesus Christ! You know Hutchison, Cooper, they all get stuck in. McNamara, we ain't a soft team. Trust me, yeah, we we we've, we can we can get up if we want to. But the point I'm making is, Rabbit wants us to play with our brains rather than our, you know, our, our, our balls. Work, yeah. you know, okay. yeah, sick that's, that's it, that's it. I think that's why we're probably seeing a very different Millwall side than what we have done over the years. What I can't f- forgive is. And I hate targeting Bure. because I I love him as a, as a player, is that kind of lack of kind of determination, drive to put those tackles in, to make those yeah, decisions. You know, that is what, yeah. what it's not like excusable, you know. To be to be so, acted gonna... in a different um way of thinking rather than than not trying or not, not putting that the tackle in, you know?
4: Yeah. I uh, think Stephen the, the the point you make, make no we I don't think we're necessarily soft. I think, Joe's right, we do have some harder players, but I definitely, definitely think the dark arts, the dark arts in football is something that we just don't do. But we've all mentioned it. It was all on Twitter. What Fleming goes? If Fleming goes down, give the referee a decision to make for a penalty. Yeah. I think when when George Savile plays, George Savile is the, is the one player that you see yeah. in the middle that if they're on the yeah. counter, he'll have them. He'll take yeah. them out and he'll take the book in and... And that's that. But we don't have enough players that do those types of things. And I think that's where I think in the past with a lot of our players, like, for example, Neil, Neil Harris was an absolute master at buying a free kick, buying, a, buying penalties, you know, taking time out of the game. Morrison used to bring the ball down in the corner, down at the home end, and we'd win corner after corner after corner. And it was, it was you know, the, the crowd got on their side. I don't think we have the players that, that, that can do the darker side of football very well. Uh, Raul has, as Joe said, has got us to play with our brains. But sometimes playing with your brains means doing doing what it takes in games sometimes. And I think we've come
3: away from that. Yeah. I think this, yeah, I didn't see... I'm absolutely. glad, glad your name dropped several because I think you're right. I think Saville's the best out there, which is why I'd always have Saville on the side because he buys free kicks, does them cheap fouls, and he's perfect, so, at yeah. it. Um, i will go to this afterwards. But I think... So on the question, though, where you posed the question, I think this Championship Mill side will beat a lot of previous Championship middle sides in a game right. if you put up nine minutes against each other. Technically, this team is a million times better than what we've had previously, and I think that's where the game is nowadays. Don't get me wrong, we still can turn up against Watford and do them and get under them, but, and, we can, and the reason we beat Watford is because we got under their skins. Like, obviously, we are the was of quality in games as well, but this side can also do the rough and tough, but I think technically this side. like, is it twenty-two million pound wage budget now? Doubled since we got promoted. It, it's the quality's there now, and mm. should getting a bit more in now. We're not asking for a lot. <laughs> <laughs> go, go on, Alex. Yeah, no, I don't think it is what
1: you would call your Millwall teams of the past. Like you know, if you think back to a back, like a back four of the time when you had the likes of Alan Dunn, Danny Shitter, Paul Robinson and it, people would go in with those four. Bloody challenges, um, yeah. You know, even to a certain extent, you go at someone like Mark Beavers or someone like that. You know, he'd go in and and really steamroll those challenges, or a you know a big someone in midfield, a big general uh, who would well, talk.
5: Millwall, lot Bircham, all all his players. Call exactly. all Car
1: kind of play. I mean, had for years and years and years. You know. Yeah, exactly. So you you, I mean, you go to that type of general type of player ball now that it's. But then again, in this day and age, you're not allowed to put in those types of challenges and exactly. and stuff like that. But I do agree, we don't have that someone like a, you know, I think you saw it when Jack Grealish came on in the derby, right? First thing he did, he got a foul. You don't, we don't seem to have that player who can just win a free kick and help it out in that type of way. You're right with George Stubbs in terms of a. of it, it, I say, Bury right. Burey. In that must, 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 Burey, must must he does, he does, <laughs> and I will, and and you know, and, and I'll give Bury credit, right? I do think he does suffer a lot of unneeded, um, of, you know, pressure and stuff like that, but again. I think it will come with him if he develops. But in answer to the question as to whether it's a softer Millwall team, I think the game as a whole is softer. So in some ways I would say yeah. Um but I put going with Omar
3: where he says that would this Millwall team beat other championship Millwall teams? I think yeah, it would. I'll caveat that though. The twenty seventeen eighteen Millwall side with Tim Cahill signing back, that team would beat this Mill team. But aside from that, far, the one we wow, honest, wow, wow bring there, there, there's a
2: there's there's possibly um, we'll a future about. show or two there mate fucking hell where um, we don't I mean give us your thoughts so you're listening to this give us your thoughts across Twitter socials Um, if you're watching on YouTube in the comments I mean give us a couple of era teams what you think will possibly beat this one or, or won't beat this one Um, uh, it'd be interesting right, to last, see what yeah, was, my, my yeah, probably going from yeah yeah, maybe go from the 2000. Go from 2000 onwards, I suppose. That way we, we sort of know those players then, did not it? It's I'd like to see years, the team. You, you know them.
4: I'd like to go see on. the team that got promoted when Robbo scored at Wembley against Swindon and then with the first team in the Championship back uh, that season. I'd like to see that team against our team now.
3: Yeah, that'd be an interesting game. Yeah, that'd be a good shout.
2: Yeah, something kind of stats. Right, um, Harry Connor... Potential transfers and news about the surrounding area. Fucking is turning into a shithole. There's tower blocks being built everywhere. Old Kemp Road's starting to look a bit like fucking Baghdad with the amount of buildings what are being pulled down. And <laughs> <laughs> other than that, I don't really know where else to tell you, fella. you know what I mean? Um, I don't know where you. I don't know where you. I don't know you fella. But I'd um, i suggest a, a, a trip
3: round. Um, the airing you'll see I'm telling you is gospel you said back that I was thinking where the fuck are you going with this one but...
0: <laughs>
3: I got there in the end didn't I eh? yeah.
2: um, potential transfers listen the name of this episode mate is called cool as bill signed anyone yet so you know the clue's in the title mate um...
3: he's no, annoyed me no, because no he's four so. picked up he's four pissed up for Southampton but it sounds ridiculous to say because he's probably 50 grand a week but he was a bit pot player until David Jones went in I'd have loved to see us squad. But a has gone, 15, 20 grand freed up. Let's pay half Adam Armstrong's wages for the rest of the season. or something stupid. So ridiculous like that. That'll make us go, fuck me, here we go. But he's fours picked up the last three or four games and Nathan Jones having him. But if it was someone like that, that's out of favour in yeah. the Premier League, that's on a big wage, you're going to pay maybe half of his wages, maybe 60%, because they probably would want him off the books for the rest of the season. Let him be in the shot window or let him play well and they go back yeah. afterwards. We need yeah. that one signing. You know, that's
5: I, t- I tweet, I tweet uh, Chris Woods uh, Chris Woods uh, at Newcastle and half, half of them would love to say, yeah, great point Young Hart was slagging me off <laughs> <I'm the best. laughs> what, 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 I've smoking
1: we what just, you know, I'll have That's to say you Park of Scott Wood in 94. terms of the form yeah. that he did when he was here was yeah. unbelievable oh, you know, come he, come scored. Well, he, did oh he scored what 12 goals You
5: know, he's, he's obviously on a, on a massive salary, he's not really going to match his wages what I'm saying is, to your point Omar if Newcastle bring some players which I'm sure they will do in in this window and also in the summer we're now Chris Wood's who they want to put in the shop window if he can score a few goals for us to help us get promoted he's asked to increase his value yeah and they can flog him off and
1: sell him to to someone else you know I think Chris Wood I uh, hate them them I think he's going I think I just think he's going to Nottingham Forest yeah who's that Chris Wood yeah is he that well I yeah,
3: think. Hey, I saw it you're, right, you're right <laughs> with that sort of player but like I'm thinking Adam Armstrong like I said he's been a bit part of at Southampton probably on 50 grand a week you know someone like that that's like a, who's done it in championship not really done it in the Premier League just yet you can go in and grab and it's like you know I, I would have even took someone like Andre Gray still I'd still take Andre Gray out more, to be honest someone that's like a bagsman at the championship that gets the fans like there might be there might be a failure here but at least give us that false optimism at least for a few games Or like okay here we go like that side in us because. Look what Fleming's done to this team. When Fleming didn't play the first half at Sheffield United, you'd notice the, the lack of quality. And we take that quick, it's scary. But we, the we, two. we need a player that's going to help us in this system right what's the play. To this
5: day, I whether we haven't really talked about it properly, about Bob Sammer, what's the point of buying him? He's not going to play in that in that one lone striker role. He hasn't got the mobility or the speed to get beyond the fence or do
3: anything with with that. He's not really a real winger. So what was he what was the reason why he bought him for? Did you just did you have a bad experience at the curry worst at the back of the South Stand or Oh You're you're gunning for Fulham Stand. I'm, I'm telling, you. telling you, I'm
2: telling you. It's like I
5: to a fireworks display. And you pay your money and you sort of waiting You are know, holding your beer, you looking up at the
2: sky, and it's it's, it's nothing fucking like it. it's a shit show. I mean. Let me just, let me just, let me just, let me just, let me one sec, one yeah. sec, Steve, I'll come straight to you, one sec, let me just timestamp this, because we do get watched by a few players, it's about 56 and a half minutes in, if you can show this to uh, Vogue Sammer, and, uh, and he sits in the West Stand, all right, lower.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I think,
4: on the, on the transfer, um, situation. the team's, the two players I'd, I would really like us to look at. One's possibly realistic, the other one now isn't. One is, I think, it's Evan Ferguson of Brighton. I think he's a really good young striker, but he's, again, he's just gone into the Brighton team. He's scored a couple of goals. Yeah, yeah. He, he, looks, he looks the real deal. I think he's going to be a really good player for them. But again, had he have not scored two goals in two games for them, it might have been one that would have been a bit easier to do. And the other one, and we have sort of been linked with him, and there's been rumours, um, is the the guy from Exeter, Lombay, who's got 11 goals, couple of assists. Um, I actually... I So I started to look at a couple of... I watched a couple of highlights just to see what this guy was like. So I knew nothing about him. He, he was just a name that appeared. But there seems to be a little bit more traction in it that, that perhaps we are interested in. He looks... He looks quite good. I know it's only highlight packages, so and you can't really, you know, determine too much. As as we saw, um, Joe's favorite Bogglesama Summer uh, highlight package looked the absolute yeah. real deal, and and you know <laughs> you can't always you can't always judge on those. But again, those you can mayors, Is I think they're they're two that I would love. I'd love one of them coming through the door.
3: Did Liam do that last club. point? Did Liam do that find another club? Because well, I know he got recalled. Yeah, he's right? gone to uh, Preston. I'd love to see that. More Preston beating, being the signature. I, I'm not, I quite local,
4: but I, said I well. The thing is, players, but but just because a player becomes available, every fan goes, "Oh, we should sign him. We should sign him. He's from the north. He probably hmm. doesn't want to, He probably doesn't want to relocate to the south." Just because a player becomes available doesn't mean that he's going to go oh, what's up on my list? Oh, i going to sign for Millwall. He's going to look for home comforts. He's going to look for certain things. So, Especially I, I, younger players
2: will look for yeah, that as well. Yeah. No, if they want to try it. and stay closer to home. Anyway, I've got a couple more points, so fuck him. Let's carry on. Right, um, <laughs> right. I've got a couple of points before we finish what come off Twitter? or else, You know, I'm not going to give everyone. Um, Mr. Hedgehog 1, sorry, Hedgepig 1, why are we playing Bradshaw as a target man when he clearly isn't a target man? That's a question. You know, Joe and me discussed this one in our show the other night. We... Oh, well, there we go then. We so, did headshot, if you listen that. back... <laughs> <laughs> you listen <laughs> back, give me 45 minutes of it, all right? <laughs> we did discuss that, and we did think, like... We did discuss Burey as well for about 25, 25 minutes.
1: minutes. You know, it, it just doesn't seem to be making sense. You're playing Bradshaw in that role when he's not got someone alongside him, you know. Yes, it worked perfect. If it was a Gregory, Steve Morrison situation, it worked yeah. fine. You'd have yeah. someone up there who could win the headers and you could feed through for brothers, But he's not tall enough. He's not physical enough to be able to play that role. Yeah. You know? okay, um, okay. So we we'll... for, for his size and stature, he does do tries. the best. I think he's he probably the best. best. He's oh, be love to
5: try. try eh? The trouble is, he will you He'll probably win one header out of ten. If he, yeah. he's lucky, you know, and if he does get to to his feet, he he, he loses it. He very rarely, rarely holds it
3: anyway. What's going on today is why did we not target their full-backs for the long kicks? Why was he up against Fry McNeil game and they just had a field day? I'm like, why don't we just tackle like the out wide area? Get Brash or to go out wide. i was thinking, why are we well, constantly doing this? Like, that's is, a
2: question for Gary Rowe at that one. Anybody <laughs> go. You're on the press conference on Saturday. You can ask that question. Um, <laughs> I could do. Yeah. You're not actually, 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 we'll come to that in a minute, right? Um, we've got grumpy, grumpy, grimace, Stuart Mace on Twitter. Um, well, so there have been tight games with the remit of running at defences and no tracking back responsibility. Is Tyra Bury the super sub we need? And why do we persist with long throws from our top goal scorer? Shouldn't he be in the Absolutely. box? Often the throw doesn't yeah. even be the first man. Oh, That's another one, me <laughs> hey, <scared>. The front. You <laughs> the... want to listen to the previous show? If you've not really listened but, to it, do you want to listen to blitzing. No, what's the blitzing? We
5: answered that question before, yeah. They're Why Agree, agree with all these points he's made there, uh, Mr. Grumpy, what his name is. Um, yeah, completely agree with him. Froze. It doesn't make any difference. He's always only got a long throw on him, and uh, the other question. What was the other point he raised?
2: Burey. Oh, Tyler Bury is Tyrus Burry in the Super Sub. You've Burey. already answered that, to be fair. Yeah, he's an, he's an impact player at the moment, unfortunately. That you're is... in the haters' arms tonight, mate. Christ, you're having a beer in the haters' arms. That's up That's up it. I that's it. That's it. Steve, gone, mate. You raise your point, and then I'm going to ask the last question before we're going to bring this to a show or else we'll be here till next Tuesday.
4: Do you not think that the long throw is another thing that's just kind of desperate for. It's, it's almost as if they're desperate for Fleming to be involved. Like, he, 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 yeah, but he's taking the fucking throw. Yeah, they're desperate for him to do something. I want to get into the throw. That's what I'm saying. But they're desperate for him to be involved in the game, so they get him on the long throw, like from corners and set pieces. They put him on the edge of the box, waiting for it to be cleared. Why aren't they doing that for? Why aren't they doing that for throw-ins? Why aren't they getting mm-hmm. him in the box? It's not get
1: someone else. And no, but i he'll do the next. Yeah, throws when he comes. Plan. Plan. He's on He's
5: telling Fleming, you know what? You've got a really, really long throat. You should use that throat. He's gone, you've really you agreed say, yeah, go on. Tell you what, even used a towel to towel, the ball. Because someone's told him that he's got an old
2: throat. I,
5: I, I don't know who he has, who has told
2: him. I'm going to put it right out of there. I'll read this, Aaron. I reckon it's Adam Barrett. Adam Barrett. <laughs> <laughs> and there you go. Well, yeah, steady, well, yeah, there you go. Right. Adam um, Barrett is in charge of that. It's Tony F. Tony F. T a gentleman's got a nice um profile badge as well. He's got the uh Neil Harris at Watford uh celebration as his thing. Um, question for you boys. How can we get to up top? And why does Gary Rowett not seem to get the best out of more technical attacking players?
3: There's no pattern to players to inside. There is no power of play, which is why technical players don't have a foothold in the game. That that is the pure simple reason. If you look at the Forest line last year under Cooper, when they beat Tottenham at home in the cup, they played them off the pitch. There was a style of play. There was there was a well-drilled side. That's the reason why teams like Middlesbrough normally get resolved against us because they'll pass it around us, make it look easy. Giles will get out wide on the left, put a great ball in the box. He looked like a time and space because they moved the ball quick. I in the half can't move the ball quick enough. <laughs> Probably why we don't have a style of play because we don't have ball players in the half. So you give some time on the on the ball. You do a great loft of ball over the top. too bad. But if you put them under pressure, we can't move the ball quick enough. And no. we don't. So that's why there's no style of play this middle team. But could you drill them exactly. in? into it, though? Probably. Millersboro you
5: know, are very, very um, creative with their movement. Yeah, they're playing out of position and moving around. When you look at our, our players, we're very disciplined. Yeah, very rare you see players moving around, playing different positions or changing, or maybe coming out on the flank instead. you know, it was in super structure. Very easy to pick up. And with your play gets the middle the wall, you know exactly where our players are. Rather than kind of you know that 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 player uh, for, for, for Millsborough um, uh, the, the striker was his name, Yeah, one he's he's on the right wing, he's on the left wing, he's playing centre made that he's how can you mark a player like that? There's there's such great yeah. movement and, and you know and and fluency in, in, in their play, their pattern of play. It's very hard to play if it's they're very creative, aren't they? You know,
4: I think as well not- with the with the two up front getting the two up front, and I often say this at home in home games. If you need to go two up front, the chances are you're either behind or drawing. That's that's why you would want to go two up front. So the way also, also
5: it, you lose the wick, don't you? You're playing a, a four-two-three-one or 433 or four-five-one. You're not gonna. you need a, a one strike. You can't do two strike unless you go four-four-two.
4: I think. I honestly think in at home, if you're drawing 0-0, nil, nil, one-nil, and you're trying to win the game, you don't need Billy Mitchell and George Sabo in the middle of the pitch. If you're going in the last 20 minutes, and you're trying to win the game. One of those, I would say, Savile, because I think Mitchell's got the legs. That's get Savile to be the enforcer for 70 minutes, and he's the man to go off and go two up top. That's that's how I would do it in what, games. game. So you
5: wait one, one midfielder. Yeah,
4: yeah, because it, uh, uh, we've always we we often say we. I know Rowett doesn't like to do it, but we want to win the game. You don't need to. You don't need two defence-minded midfielders when you're one-one at the be... den. Not not one-one at, at the den with 20 minutes to go. You don't.
1: I think you'd get a better chance of row against going 3-5-2 than you would. Oh, yeah. Um,
3: yeah. Well, he'll, he'll, he'll take... he will take The best way
5: to go 2 up top... A good point there, Alex, and didn't shoot to what you're there, Steve. best way to go 2 is to go back to the old 3-5-2 formation, sacrifice the wingers, the, the wide the wide attacking players, use your wing backs to give you the width, and then go 2 with
3: Fleming behind him in the team. my like, God! I'm, I'll tell him, tell him what's going to happen. I'll tell him how, how it will happen. I think it's, this is what Riot would do, though. He'll take off Savile yep. and bring on George Evans, who is the slowest playing midfielder you'll ever see in your life. Bring on Evans at the half and then sacrifice the midfielder and ask yeah. him to ping the ball. Because you give Evans yep. time and space on the ball, he'll ping that ball on a 6 bet. But he yeah. brings midfield and he's the slowest going midfielder I've ever seen in my life at the dead. I'm like, what is going on? He was slowing Liam Trotter. He, he just loses the ball. It's like, I'm like, he put him under pressure. He's like, he just plays in slow motion. That's why. the time. time, he's great, isn't he? You giving time on the ball, he's fantastic. And we bring what? on midfielders, the most annoying thing in the world. I'm like, just bring one. If you're in the game, take off Cooper or Hutchinson and yeah. let him ping the ball from the back because he can do defensive work and as well. I think we did that once at home. Dremble did that once at home. I remember when it
5: was now, but he came on. It was questioning why did I take you know, the defender off of where it was and put. Um, him all, but that was for that reason. We were literally captain in their half, weren't we? Yeah, and we had so the back just a sort of ping these balls over. He was doing it really well for the last ten fifteen 15 minutes, he did, a, did a job for us.
1: Well, one more thing, I think he's better as a, as a centre half than he is as, as a midfielder. I think it's, that's a yeah. clear evidence.
3: It's a subject for another play, anyway. But I really hope we sign Jamie Shackleton because I think there's a real player in there long term, right? I like him, I, love, I like Jamie. him. Because when i see him come on, I but hope he doesn't run games. But the, about if he can run games, there's, there's got to be injuries, which is the only thing. Because you can't take out Mitchell Savile. He likes styles. But I'd love to see Jamie Shafferston get a run of games Because I think he could be a great signing for us. If we sign him. Yeah. By the
2: way, there day. we go. Right. That's it then, So I'm going to pull it to an end. You have a minute each to say anything you want to say. Um, I'm going to start with you, Stephen, and work back around. Because it's the birthday boy and he's going to end it. Plus, <laughs> it's, it's his show. So, that's it um, Stephen you got a minute what do you want to say mate uh, final hopefully words you, hopefully by the time
4: uh, the Cardiff game comes around we'll have actually been linked with someone and we'll have some new faces in into the den I think uh, the Cardiff game is really where we, we have to be picking up three points as well um, after a couple of lacklustre performances that's the game now we really have to be winning for me
2: anything else Done that in about twenty five seconds, so I'm happy with
4: that. Um yeah. I think uh Joe's been really, really harsh on on Voggy this
2: afternoon. Yes. <laughs> very very nice. Nice. Um,
4: <laughs> I think if, if, if he was given a run again through the middle, I, I do think we might see a little bit more out of him. I do get that he can be very frustrating, but I feel like you've just got a personal vendetta, Joe. Just just let it go. <laughs> <laughs>
3: just let <it> go. <laughs> now, see, you, well,
2: you. you no, go. That's it. No, that's it. That's it. Alex, um, Final wording for you. Um, again, you've uh, you've got a minute, mate, to vent your spleen. Um, off you go. Do it now.
1: No, no I think Cardiff is, is a big one. Um, I think in terms of the season as a whole, I think Cardiff is a big one. Uh, we've got to go there. We're going to have to show um, a lot more than what we did a borough away, I think, in terms of... Of going out and trying to win the game against a team of down the bottom, down the bottom, shogging, No manager, no form of direction or anything. So it's it's going to be key. Uh, I agree with Stephen. I think Joe has been harsh on voggy, and believe it or not, he's only scored over double digits in four seasons in, in his in his entire career. He's only scored sixty-seven goals into the also. He doesn't score many. He's not a prolific striker. But, uh, some people seem to think it might be. But no, Cardiff is massive um, and my feeling is hopefully, surely, there'll be someone in the door before them.
2: Well, there we go. Right then, Joe. Put your pint down in the Hager's arms. What have you got to say, fella? You've got a minute. Off you go. Well, first of all,
5: I'm very sorry, Stephen and Gracie, for my um, detrimental comments made against Fog uh, Saber. But fuck him. You yeah, <laughs> oh, doesn't increase this... What I've seen in him is fucking useless. Hey anyway, Joe, go one one
2: one set, one set, one set, Joe, one set. Oh, Mickey. <laughs> okay, I thought I'm on the big brother chair
5: here. Um <laughs> so he he doesn't he doesn't offer us anything in attacking third, okay? He doesn't do a bit for me. Abury, uh, Beary, I apologize. He's, he's a good player. He just needs to show a bit more commitment, a bit more aggression and, and get stuck in, get involved a bit more. Show, show that he wants wants to win, win, win a fucking game. Wells, Wells, I want to sign a player, uh, hopefully something announced this week. Uh, looking forward to the Cardiff game on Saturday. and I've got Mickey.
2: you got four um, seconds.
5: There's <laughs> no uh, seconds before adverts. No win against uh, Cardiff and fuck uh, Mourinho and uh, yeah, and anyone else with it. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, yeah we got
2: got a did well, birthday boy. You got yourself a couple of minutes, mate, to say whatever you want to say and air whatever you want to say. Um, and and yeah, whatever you want, mate. It's good to have you back. Happy birthday, fella. Um, Thank you. Can you believe? In another five days, we would have been doing this fucking madhouse. Yeah, three days. Three days. No, three
3: years. Yeah. Right, three years.
2: Um, yeah, yeah, twenty twenty. Well, no, yeah, twenty twenty. And uh, yeah, five days' time, we would have been doing this mad shit for fucking three years. And uh, I don't have a We thought hand- we'd do lockdown, didn't it? We thought we'd do lockdown, and we're yeah, just, we're just yeah. getting to it. We started small. Um, remember the first one we did in a pub with my pal P, you and his boy. Um yeah.
3: Drunk it there the other night at the Sydney Arms. had yeah. Here. yeah. yeah. Done it at a pub, mate. Um, yeah. Yeah, madness. Um, Someone get Mickey think- a handkerchief. You are going to get theory, I
2: no, for listen, no, I think it's good. Three <laughs> years in pain with what feel... it
3: Oh, it's just I
2: just saw it the other day, mate. Like I was looking through so I saw it, and I just thought, fucking hell, really three years. Fucking lenses yeah. is a... No, what you need what you need is my needs a medalweight for putting up with me for fucking three years, mate. <laughs> <That's laughs> like, text messages, WhatsApp groups, fucking emails, fucking phone calls. Um I was gonna yeah, say I want to know... anyone to
1: put me into so many WhatsApp groups. <laughs> <laughs>
5: it's very true. Very true. means I
3: don't have a lot. I don't have a lot to sum up to for, for this. I'll be honest. I think great to be back. Great show. Um, and also it's going to be nil nil on Saturday, inevitably. I mean, it's my birthday weekend, we so please just give me a goal to celebrate. I'll take it. But it's going to end nil 0 We never really win at Cardiff. We checked before the show. Last time we won there was two thousand and five. I know we're going to do another show later this week to preview the game, but. That's fresh my mind. And yeah, hopefully we get play a player in before Saturday and fingers crossed we do. And if you're listening still, follow us and like, subscribe. There you go. <laughs> there
2: we go. So, what we learned tonight is um, there's no transfers. Bermond Stein to look like Baghdad and um, Joe fucking hates Bury and um, Vog Slammer. And um, other than that, hopefully you've enjoyed the two newcomers. You can see their faces. Hopefully, um, you enjoy them, um, and they'll be back um, regular. Hopefully, uh, massive thanks to Stephen for doing the show last week. You know, if if you want vote now, and we'll let him do this Thursday. If you want, um in it again on his own with the Cardiff fan. though. No. we got Cardiff fan on the show on Thursday show, which will be our Friday morning. This is our Wednesday. Uh, much appreciate for listening. Um, that's it from us. We we'll see you again in a few days' time.